0: Happy Friday! I hope that you have had the most amazing week and that all the things that you wanted to accomplish got done. Now, if this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, fret not, you are in the right place and at the exact right time. I always feel that no matter when you tune in, it is absolutely for you. And so today we are going to talk about mindsets. We're going to talk about some things that we could do during our day to just get ourselves at the right place, getting our minds together because listen, once your mind doesn't receive where you need to be, that journey to get that all together is hard. And so, we're just going to provide a little bit of insight about how to get yourselves back into some type of mental balance. Now, for me, I feel like balance is something that we're always striving to, you know, achieve. Most of the times, we feel like we're failing in it because it's hard. It's hard to figure out how to Manage all of the hats that you wear in your life and your relationships, and how to make all that work. So, for those who tuned into last week's episode, you did my little heart, my little podcasting heart, such a leap of joy when I saw how y'all came hard and heavy. Now, two things that says, one, you supported me and that's a beautiful thing. Like, hey, I'm here to make some growth and to some changes and how I move and matriculate as a podcaster to get stronger, to get better, to deliver the most quality of content, right? that's one thing, but it's not about me. So the second thing that that told me about when you guys were just favoring this particular last week's particular episode lets me know that we have a lot of us. And I'm going to say we, cause I feel like I do too, have some issues with our friends. The fact that that resonated with so many people, I was blown away by the numbers. So that makes me feel somewhat of comfort. Cause I used to feel like, my God, am I the only one Whose friends go through these ups and downs And it don't always have to be about drama, right? You could have these ups and downs with friendship But just by the way you think about a person You know, the way that you kind of like Trying to figure out how you should level up with this relationship And let me just tell you Friendship breaks, breakups are hard We talked about this last week How hard it is to break up with a friend Sometimes those breakups are far worse Than any romantic relationship that one person can have But it's a lot So for those who tuned in, thank you. I hope that it somehow helped you to be honest with you. I hope that it helped to navigate where you need to be or it caused the conversation to start because I do believe this. Once the conversation starts about you navigating your friends in relationships, oftentimes you'll start noticing that just certain situations will just continuously happen. And it's not to get on your nerves. It's not to wear you down. It's just to bring it to light that you've heard something that told you that maybe it's time to close this chapter. And you thought, well, was she talking to me? Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But you'll know, you'll know in your heart, you'll know how you feel, you'll know how you're being received by your friend, you'll know about how things are just gonna start happening or already have happened that has given light to the conversation we had. If that is you, take your time, but do what's best for you. You are going to have another other set of friends that's going to tell you, oh man, she thinks she done changed now. She done thinks she done got so big. She can't be like one of us. Sometimes you can't always hang out with the same people that you once hung out with. Just because you've known someone forever and a day, relationships shift and they change just as you shift and you change because you're an individual and who is highly capable of growth. So shout out to everybody who listened to that episode. Again, I pray it helps you. This week we're gonna shift over to the mindset. How did I start this blog? And the reason why I specifically talk about that is in a couple days, I will be celebrating eight years of blogging. And there are a lot of things that I have learned in these beautiful eight years. Those first couple of years were hard. I didn't even think anybody was gonna read it. Nobody was really getting into it except for like a small group of friends and family. And I felt extremely discouraged. I had to keep reminding myself as I always do now, even still, why am I writing a blog? Why did I choose to do something in this creative space? And the answer is simple. My hope is my dream is that it's to help to encourage someone else. There was a me, there is a me somewhere out there, right? You are listening to this podcast and you are saying to yourself, my God, I am on the struggle, the struggle is real oh my goodness gracious, what the heck is going on, right? And in the midst of the struggle being real, and in the midst of all the things that you have going on, you have a desire to start something. It's something that's been on your heart for such a long time, but you've been scared, right? Scared to take that next step, as I was almost eight years ago. And I'm going to tell you right now, just because you get over that first hump of like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'm going to step out on faith, and I'm going to just go ahead and make this happen, right? That's just one hurdle. You have the other hurdles that you have to get through. You have to get through, you know, you know, sabotaging yourself, not believing in yourself or not thinking that you have enough to do it because you don't have what everybody else has. Let me just put this in perspective. Laptops have been out for quite some time, right? Laptops have been out for quite some time. I was blogging on my phone. It wasn't even an iPhone. I don't even, I don't even know what type of phone it was, but it wasn't even an iPhone. It wasn't even an eye product or nothing, no nothing, right? When I say I blogged on my phone for almost two and a half, three years, I mean every bit of it. Now, that is not a big deal. You might be saying, well, I ain't got no laptop right now. Kudos to you. But when I first started, I had none of that. Now, now it's a little bit more customary that people can blog or do whatever you know, make content and things on their phone versus their laptop. Some people prefer their phones over their laptops. I love both, but I didn't have both in the beginning. I just had a phone. I don't, I'm telling you right now, it wasn't even an Apple product. So I had a phone from the very beginning. I was team BlackBerry in the back in the day. I mean, I had all the things right, and I was blogging from a phone. I had a free website on WordPress. So when people ask me, what do I use? I say WordPress and I use it because I just fell in love with it. I like the way that it worked. It helped me to guide myself to what I need to do. Now I am obviously paying for my website. It's not free anymore. I am paying to maintain it. I blog four to five things a week. It is a lot of work because now I have to take what I'm putting in blog and find a way to put that into some type of video form because video format has taken over, right? So I can still keep the nitty gritty of the the writing with uh, combining it with the video. It wasn't easy. I didn't even have the right tools. I didn't have the right tools. Even within the free blog, I wasn't even using some of my space the right way because I didn't know nothing about it right so I learned I learned in these eight years how to develop myself as a blogger and people say blogging has died and there's so many saturation when I hear people say the word saturated when they say that this field is super saturated I say that is super making excuses I don't care if there's 2.1 million you're gonna be 2.1.1 because you gotta put yourself in the game you can't win if you don't play right Everybody wants to win the Powerball, but nobody wants to play. You have got to play to win. And you're going to have to be thick in your skin because you are going to be told from family and friends that this is not the right place that you should be until you hit. When you hit oh my god hey girl i see your little blog hey next time you are going out maybe i can come with you hey girl i saw you do a collaboration with so-and-so that's a nice brand how you think you got it you want to let me know hey girl everybody's hey girling or hey man but in those beginning years when they was doubting you when they wasn't supporting you, when they just thought, Oh, this was so dumb. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't know if you should be doing that. Maybe you should go in a different direction. Maybe that's not the direction you should be in, right? Everybody in the beginning. And even their supporters, even the ones I did have some good supporters in the beginning, let's not act like I didn't because I did. But even in the beginning, if you're not doubting yourself, you have an outside influence telling you to not do it, right? Not stick with it. And it was hard. The amount of money that has gone into this blog, the amount of energy that has gone into this blog has been a lot. Let me just repeat that. The amount of money that has gone into this blog, the amount of energy that has gone into this blog has been a lot. But let me tell you what I got out of it. My confidence can never be shaken, never. I'm gonna miss a planning like a blog uh, anniversary dinner with just a couple of small friends. Even in that, God is showing himself favor to me. I've got companies that I'm working with that are like anything for Selena. You know, anything for Selena's. That didn't happen overnight. That happened because one, I have been faithful to do anything that I've been asked to do. If I show up or if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So it's not even reminiscent that people will be like, yeah, what do you need? We got you. How can we help? How can we support you? Because I've supported so many brands. And in supporting so many brands, I've learned to keep my work ethic A1. I do not play when it comes to meeting a deadline. I do not play of giving my best and my all, right? So I love that for me, right? And so when you start a journey, whether your journey is in content creating or whatever your journey may be. It's going to come with some dark clouds. And let me just say this, don't you dare start something just because you had one viral moment or you're looking for your viral moment. Because if you're only doing this to go viral, you are going to fizz out quickly. You are going to burn out quickly because this viral sensation, let's go viral, let's go viral, is fleeting. You are not building a community or helping a community of anyone if you're only looking to go viral, which means that it's about you and not about somebody else. So what's your why? Are you doing this because you specifically have a specific family or or a community in mind? Like when I do my blogs, I have a specific community in mind. I have specific target audience that I know that my blog is going to hit. And for those that doesn't, I don't worry about that now, right? In the beginning, I just wanted anybody like, Lord, just send somebody, send somebody that I can build this community with. How do I build a community and keep it, keep it right? Do you know how many times I've turned down a blog, Uh, not even a blog, but I've turned down working with a company because it didn't align? Anything that I've ever brought, any product, I don't care how big, how small, how great, how grand, I don't care who the company was, what they were offering. If I didn't try it, I'd never brought it to my community. And this is why I don't call people followers. They're in a community. There's something that I'm putting out that, that I'm hoping that they're like, yes, I needed that today. If it's just a simple encouragement, even if it's just laughing at the fact that I'm making light or making light of something that I failed in, but it's like, hey, I failed in that too. I feel you, right? Whatever it is, that is my goal. I am building a community of amazing people who are just like me in the sense of they don't have to be exactly like me, right? But they have the same mindset of like, let's get up and try again. Let's dust ourselves off. Like We failed. Okay, cool. It hurt, right? I hate falling. I hate failing at something. But even in the most, most times when I'm the most frustrated, when I'm the most sad about it, when I just want to like cry about it, I'm still going to try to do my best to get right back up. Even if I fail, listen, I have had some, (laughs) you want to talk about these eight years. I was at an event, this was like a year, maybe even two years ago. right? I just got these cute shoes You couldn't tell me nothing I can laugh about it now But then I called my mama, my husband, everybody I was frustrated, right? I'm at this event, cute, 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 right? Suited and booted I get and there's grass everywhere My dumb self tried to cross Across the grass with platform shoes on And if you know anything and if you know, you know Fell immediately And not even a cute little slippity fall Like a show nuff girl Who that? right? So I said to myself later on, well, they either know me because they thought I was amazing or they knew me because I fell, but one way or another, they're going to figure out how to know me, right? That was my thought process, but I had to tuck in my little pride because I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't even remember who was in the room. I couldn't rem- I mean, there were some people that I knew well, that were there. Right. And I'm like, and you're thinking to myself, Jesus, don't let nobody have recorded me falling and posted Jesus. Don't let nobody post this. Cause this is a very postable generation. You see something you post it. You don't even call 919. That's 911. For those who don't understand, I say 919. Right. And we don't call people for help. We go right into our phones and start, re- re- you know, recording everything. And all I kept thinking was, Lord, first of all, I hope my drawers is down. They are clean. Thank you, Jesus. My mama did teach me something. But Lord, I hope my skirt is down. Jesus, let my drawers be, you know, be covered up. Don't have me out here looking cray-cray, like even more than what I'm already looking. And Jesus, don't let nobody be recording. This is not that type of viral moment that I was looking for, right? And I say all of that to say is that there is some L's that I've had to take. And that's just not in the fall, in the physical fall. But I've had to take some L's in business. I've been scammed, not many times, because I'm pretty good on that, but I've had people like, oh, you know, we're going to do A, B, and C, and you go through a contract, and even with a contract in place, you you got to have your attorney on speed dial, and it's not as easy as it sounds, because everybody can't afford a retainer, a attorney on retainer. That's, that's, that's not, that's them big bucks, right? But I had to take some L, so I had to learn some hard lessons. I learned some lessons, not just in the blogging world, not in just the content creation world, but I had to learn some hard lessons. And even in my personal life, how much was I willing to share? And I always say this, I'm willing to share 1000% anything that's about me. But when it comes to anybody else that is affected by my sharing, I must make sure that I get that permission. I have children, right? I don't share anything in my opinion, or even even if it's not my opinion, that they have not given me the green light on because these are their parts of their story. Even if it's about me, but it affects them. I got to make sure that it's cool because God forbid my daughter is about to go to high school and she's he hears something on the podcast. And I'm telling girl, my daughter did a, B and C and now her friends and her are listening to it, which, you know, it is what it is. And I say something that's embarrassing. So I have to put my thought process into every aspect of what I do. But when it comes to me, oh, I don't mind telling it, right? I don't mind saying, man, I messed up two times, three times, four times, 10 times but a growth, I'm telling you so much growth in these eight years. And I'll talk more about it because I'm going to do a dedicated uh, episode just to that, just to the eight years and things that I've learned in consecration. Cause let me tell you every woman empowerment, you know, grouping of people, child, they be the worst ones. You get into the wrong woman empowerment, men empowerment, or just empowerment, empowerment. You get into the wrong group, Folks talking about uplifting on paper, uplifting on social media, but when you get behind closed doors, it's anything but getting the wrong one. You'll know better. You'll be very circumspectly about who you hang out with, who you connect with. Because let me tell you, if I had to tell some people, no, I cannot connect with you. No, I can't do that. No, I can't be involved because my time is limited. I don't always have enough time and space to just give of like all these different things. I just don't have it. I don't. So with that being said, if you have a dream, and I mean honestly, don't wait until the new year. I'm not against you doing it then cuz you know, I'm going to renew my mind when the, when the when the ball drops or whatever you have in your, you know, spacing drops. But do it now. We're going to talk with an amazing author. She was a lawyer, turn motivator, coach, all these different things. If we're going to talk about all these different things. I just want to tell you, the time for dreaming and taking the dream from paper to fruition is now. And I'm not telling you you're going to do it, and it's just all of a sudden going to take off and pop. You got to be willing to put that that work in. You got to be willing. A lot of people didn't know. A couple of years ago, this was like I don't even know, like three, four, five. I might say about four years ago. Let's give it a good four. And I was working an overnight job. At one point I was working two jobs. I was working a daytime job, a nighttime job, and blogging. So when I say, and blogging, that means I was blogging, editing, creating the content, and I get invited to a lot of media events. I was getting in my car or running to my house after a media event, changing out of my clothes and getting right into some boots and jeans and getting to this third shift job. I was willing to do it, and I did it. And nobody even knew. So, you know, when you go to a media event, it could start at six, it could be done at nine. I had to be on the clock about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I was going home, getting dressed, taking off my makeup. Sometimes I would go to work and I still had my red lip on and I would have my gloves and I was doing all this stuff at night. And I'm talking about hard labor. We ain't talking about no QT sitting up in the office somewhere just watching something overnight. I'm talking about some back breaking labor. At night, third shift, working hard, and still blogging and working a daytime job just because I was trying to do what I needed to do for the holidays in addition to the holidays just because I needed to do it period and so that it could support the blog, support whatever it is I was doing because in content creating, being a freelancer is beautiful. You get to set your own schedules, you make all the rules, but you also gotta be making sure you get all those deals and things in place because Usually in the first quarter is somewhat of a struggle if you don't have it already set. If you're not working right now for first quarter, even in the fourth quarter, right now is the time to build for first quarter because first quarter can be a little slow. Everybody's coming back from the holidays. You're still trying to get your you know legs together. You know your blogging legs together. Companies are trying to re-strategize for the new year. Jobs are shifting. People are moving in the company, and so in the first that first quarter, that first quarter is hard. So I work fourth quarter for first quarter right? Right now, what am I going to need for that first January, February, and March months? That's just the real reality. So you got to think like that. You got to always put your mindset to that. You got to always be ready to, to be on the move. And so in those first quarter months, I just be trying to prepare for it where I need to do, save my money, put stuff aside, do what I need to do, whatever it may be. So with that being said, I want you to work your dream, work it like a full-time job. Listen, if you ever lost a job and look for another job or you're at a job that you just is like, this is the worst job ever. I'm looking for something else. You know that even applying for a job is a full-time job. Well, that's the type of energy you have to put in for your dream to come true. You want to be a writer? you can do it. Just put the dream, you got to put the work in. Oh, you want to be a blogger? It's work. It's not all glitz and glam. It's not just simply putting a post on social media. And I hear people say things like, that's not a real job. Come sit with me for a little bit, right? Come sit with me and put all these things up on social media. Engage with the content, right? Engage with it while you're also still writing, taking meetings, because there are meetings, right? Can't You can't do any brand deals, would I be willing to take a meeting, right? You can't do any of these things without all these other parts. So work your fourth quarter for first quarter. We are going to have an amazing episode, this particular episode. I feel like this episode is just gonna be so dynamically beautiful for those who are really looking to tune up, tune up into their dreams. They're looking to make that next step and just unsure how. I hope that this episode does amazing things for you and let's get right into it. And for today's episode, we have Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is an American coach and teacher for athletes and corporate and private co- clients in a variety of disciplines including peak performance, mental training, yoga, meditation, anatomy, physiology, and personal development. In 2021, she launched the book on personal development tools for extraordinary living, The Snooze Button Sessions, and will present a new work on peak performance in fall of 2022. So Carrie and I are gonna come and have this conversation I want you to tune in Now I get it I Sometimes when you listen to podcasts You may be doing something that's active And there's nothing wrong um, with that But this is one of those episodes You may want to go back and listen to it twice You might want to grab a notebook to write you some notes Because this one is those one of those episodes Where I feel I could be biased I could be biased This is one of those episodes That you're really going to want to take your time Um and get yourself something to sit down and write with, grab your favorite drink and have a seat so you can get these notes in. You talk about the new year, you're talking about doing all these different things. That's all well and good. I'm all here for it, never against it. But these are one of those times where you're going to want to sit in here and have a seat and take this all in. So tune in, um, tune into the episode and we're going to take you there right now. Well, it's another Friday with us for Conversations with Toy Family. We have a guest. I know. You're like, what happened? We got guests. We do. We do have a guest. And today's guest is Carrie. And I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say. So if you've been struggling with how to get your life to flow in the way you want, maybe you're dealing with a lot of stress. The holidays are on its way. But beyond the holidays, right? Just the normal, everyday. how do I get my life from point A? to point B with all the other little mini baby points that come in and that's what we're going to talk about. So Carrie, first of all, thank you for being a guest on our conversations with Toy Podcast and just let the people know a couple little, you know, things that you may want them to know before we get started.
1: Hey Toy, it's wonderful to be with you today. I'm Carrie and I'm ready to help you learn how to live a life of ease and flow. So a few fun facts about me. Maybe not fun to everybody, but (laughs) not always fun to me either. But I am a mother of five. (laughs) I get that. (laughs) Sometimes good, sometimes bad. And, you know, I'm at an interesting stage of life because my youngest is 13 and my oldest is 27. So I find myself, um, I'm not an empty nester, but I feel the emptiness feeling because a couple of my kids have moved out. But because my youngest son is 13, almost 14, I'm like, wow, I really need to start looking ahead to when my kids are grown. So I'm in an interesting stage right now with kids still in school, kids who are in college, and then kids who have moved out. So that's a little bit about me and where I am in my life right now.
0: That's an interesting stage because my oldest is 13, almost 14. So then everybody else is underneath her. So we have the 11 and we have the eight and it's just like the dynamics I feel like Like, everybody was like, oh, you know, you're just starting, you know, starting, you know, you're starting on that process of getting a child from, you know, elementary to high school. So that's an adventure right now that we're going through. So.
1: Oh, wait. So your oldest is the age of my youngest. And it's really interesting because once the first one goes to middle school or high school, it just seems like it goes very quickly. So I'll be interested to hear as you see your children moving to the next chapter. It's actually really good. This is what I do in all areas of my life. It's really good to talk to people who are in a different stage. So like for you, Toy, to talk to someone like me who already has kids in high school and beyond, because you could kind of see what your future is. I always think it's good to prepare.
0: Oh, I'm always about the preparation. And I listen, I'm always in agreement for talking for people that are not in your stages. I learned that too, even when I was single about to be married, like I talked to a lot of married couples. Again, everybody's marriage is different. And everybody's dynamics are different. But you you know, just to try to get that insight of like, what do I need to look for? What are the key things I need to be aware of? So I, I definitely get that.
1: Yeah, it's so helpful. And I think a lot of times we forget that, that You know we always want to be friends with people who are in our exact stage but you really should have people from all ages in your friend group and at all stages this way you're always able to go ask someone you trust for advice and i always think that people you know especially if you admire the way they live they're the best ones to get advice from even more so than books
0: Mm, yes i agree with that so you went from teaching law or in law To coaching people on mindset, what has been one of the biggest things that you have noticed with people in their minds? Like, again, you're not like a, you know, we're not expecting you to be like the all all, know all, but when it comes to mindset, what's the biggest thing to get people from saying they're gonna do something to shifting into doing it because their mindset is telling them all these different things about the things they cannot do, the things that they've seen that other people may have struggled with? How do we how do we get past that where do, where do we go with that?
1: You know, I went from become, being a lawyer to going full-time into the wellness world and I remember at the time a lot of people told me you can't do that and I would always think like why can't I do it And it made me realize how many times people they weren't just saying that I couldn't do something different if I was already a lawyer, I was set in stone as a lawyer until I retired I guess or if I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom that I should be stuck there but the reason they say that to me said that to me, I realize, is because they think that for themselves. So I think that people think that wherever they are, they have to stay. But really the one way you can actually change this is you have to start making commitment to taking imperfect action. So say you're in one career, but you want another, a different career, but you can't leave your first career. So you start doing the thing that you want to do on the side as a side project. So you're still, you know, comfortable, you still have your income. So you don't have to worry about that. And then you start your side project. And I always say, even if you take five minutes a day toy to work on your passion project or your passion hobby, or the thing that really lights you up, it could really change your
0: life. I agree with that. So a lot of people don't know when I started my blog, I would work my blog as if it was a full time, but at night. So that meant that I would work my full time in the day and I would put the kids to bed and I would be up, you know, writing the blogs, editing the blogs, setting them up, getting all the content, doing all these things at night. Because again, it was the mindset of if I could do this this way, then when it came time to reverse it, it would be not, it wouldn't be an issue because I was already doing the work.
1: And you know what else is interesting about what you said? So you decided to take it seriously, your second mm-hmm. little passion. And for me, I remember, so this year I decided to stop coaching and I'm just writing the whole entire year. So I'm doing great with writing. But then when you finish writing a book, I actually wrote six books this year. So that sounds very impressive. But once you have these books, I published one. Now I need to learn how to market. So no matter what stage you're out, Toy, you almost are like, oh, I finished writing the book. Here I am. And it's like, Ta-da! there was like, it was like anticlimactic, nothing happened. <laughs> so, right. you know, like when you were writing your blog too, I bet you had this experience guys in the beginning, when you start your side project and this could go for years, I'm already one year in to like learning how to, you know, write the book. And now I'm like, Oh, now I need to learn how to market the book. You don't see a lot of results. And I think that that could make you give up and toy. I don't know about you, but on this <laughs> one year journey, almost every week I have a day where I'm like, what the hell am I doing? This is going nowhere, you know, and you get a lot of doubts, but you have to be smart enough to be like, okay, thank you for the doubts. Mm-hmm. Good Yeah. And I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take five minutes. And that five minute rule always helps me. So say I'm having a day where I think I'm going nowhere with being an author. I just say, okay, fine, Carrie, just write for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you do the thing for five minutes, you usually do it for longer. And you kind of stop thinking that you can't do it. But you have to be patient on your on your passion, right? It takes a while sometimes.
0: And I love the when I heard, too, the word discipline when you were talking, because sometimes we don't allow discipline to kind of coincide with our passions. We think that it's not a job. It's something that I really like, but you still have to have discipline. Like when it comes to writing, you know, I have, to, you know, with so many blogs per week, I'm putting out each week, fresh, not stuff that's been regenerated or anything like that. And so having that determination and discipline to sit and actually focus and say, okay, I need to have this out or I need to do this. And, you know, a lot of people don't think that a passion project takes that or something a that lot you of- have in your heart. It shouldn't take all of that, but it does.
1: And then I'm wondering, like for you, if this is true, you have to let go of expectations. So say you're putting a blog up but you're not feeling like anyone's reading it. You're not reaching anyone. You're not getting any comments. You still have to have the discipline to keep going with no visible results coming back. I think that's really tricky. Don't you?
0: It's tricky. It's hard. And I went through it for years. So when I first started, it was like, I didn't know how to market my blog. I didn't know where to put it, you know, outside of my website and things like that. But I didn't have the notion of like using social media to put it out and do these different things. It wasn't really a big forethought for me. And so I would put it out and I would get like maybe five hits one day and maybe 10 another day. And so that could become frustrating. And once you build this bank of frustration, you've got to learn how to keep focused because now I'm I'm at a million almost a billion reads per year now. And it's like that was definitely not. Anywhere where I started, you know, having to tell yourself, like, I never imagined a million. I didn't have a number in mind. But when you go from five hits, 10 hits, two hits, one hit to where I am now, like, it's, it sounds like cliche, but it's the working past the feeling of this right now admiration. Like, I need to see the results right now. I got to get this right now.
1: Yeah. Or like, I need a like. I need a comment. I need some, I need some proof it's working. And, Everyone you see who's an overnight success, if you start to talk to them, it's usually five to 10 years of solid work behind them. You just found out about them after all that work and you didn't see them doing the work. So like for my writing, I write every single day, all of last year and all of this year, something, five minutes. I insist on it because a writer writes. So whatever you envision yourself as, you kind of get the mindset like, this is what I am. I'm an author. What does an author do? They write every single day, but I like how you keep bringing it back to mindset because you're going to have doubts. You are going to want to stop, especially if you're not seeing results, but the only way to really succeed is to keep going. And I always tell people, everything you see around you was first thought of in somebody's head and they had to have the courage to keep saying like the people first who you know created a home, like a house, not that that wasn't a cave. They had to convince everyone like, no, we can like get out of this cave. And I'm sure everyone thought they were crazy, you know, but you have to have the vision and hold on to the vision while at the same time being ready to pivot if you need to. Right.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think a lot of people are learning or have learned that during the, the the craziness of the pandemic, but Beyond that, what has been like at least three things that you stayed focused on? Like what has been your three go-tos when it comes to staying focused on your mindset to complete whatever goal? Like right now you're doing the writing and you're writing your books and working on getting published and learning the the marketing behind it. But what has been like across the board, like your three go-to things that's like focused you on one day's when it's not as glorious or it's not as glamorous or it's not as profitable. What has been your three go-tos?
1: Well, one of the things that I think is really key, and I actually wrote my first book on it, is to have a morning routine. So my first book is called Tools for Extraordinary Living, The Snooze Button Sessions. But I could tell you what it's all about in like two sentences. You basically get up. When the alarm goes off, you hit the alarm, the snooze button. And then instead of going back to sleep, you do something that feels great for you. And in my book, I go through 12 different tools. But the truth of the matter is now, you know, the technique, let me use my snooze button as a way to do something to start my day in a good way. And you could meditate, you could journal, you could do a gratitude practice, you could stretch, you could exercise. The beauty of it is it's just five minutes or seven minutes, whatever mm-hmm. amount of time your snooze is. <clears throat> when the um, alarm goes off again, you just hit it and start your day. Or maybe you want to do, you know, two stacked sessions. But I noticed that starting the day with even one snooze button session, one five minute session of journaling or exercising or stretching, I feel like I had a win and it keeps me like feeling good for the whole day. And then right before bed, I like to have an evening routine as well. So the evening routine could be 15 minutes, but a time to unwind and be off of my electronics. So that's the second thing. And I also like to find some time midday, just five minutes I'm a really big advocate of doing things very short times, time periods. I'm more, I'm more focused on having success. So I want to create a habit for myself where I'll be successful. So I know I could hit the snooze button and meditate for five minutes in the morning. I know I could take five or 10 or 15 minutes at night to do something good. So I bookend my day with good. But if I could also find five more minutes in the middle of the day, And I'm very loose with myself. Sometimes I'll read for five minutes. Sometimes I'll listen to two songs and dance. Sometimes I'll go walk outside and let the sun hit me. But just like if three times during your day toy, you can stop and do something just for you and sort of recenter. It's really good for keeping your balance, especially on the crazy days, which I have a lot of with five children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm experiencing one today, but I am so grateful you said that because I've been really intentional, especially with that more of, I mean, I I have a morning and and night routine down packed, but I've been more intentional with my daytime. um, And actually that's what I had talked about on the blog today, just writing or doing something that is exclusively to just get my mind together. Sometimes for me, I listen to another podcast or um I like to listen to like calming, meditating music, even if I'm not fully meditating, just having it um, playing in the background while I just sit quietly and still like not necessarily doing anything, but just sitting there, which is really the art of meditating. Right. And <laughs> I like to do that for a few moments. And I've been trying to increase that within the day because I notice I need that. I really do need that that, that pause. And, and, and I don't do it with like lunch. Like I make sure I have separate lunch and I'm eating and I'm refueling, but I'm making that dedicated time. So I love that.
1: But like, even you could use lunch as a reminder to either right before you have lunch or right after you have lunch to do the the thing. Or for parents, I would always suggest that directly after dinner, taking 10 minutes to yourself and just saying to your kids, I'm going to go relax for five minutes, 10 minutes to reset yourself for the evening. And you're just in a better mood for your family and for yourself. Anytime you take five minutes away from whatever you're doing, it really helps you. And by the way, toy that's a good technique when you're working and you're feeling like, um, what did you call it? A bank of disappointment building up.
0: Yeah. That bank of frustration is a bank
1: of frustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever the bank of frustration gets full, that's the time for you to take your five minutes. And I don't know about you. Tell me for five minutes, I can change my whole way. Is that the, my whole feelings and my whole emotions? What about you?
0: I, I definitely think five minutes is all that it takes. you know I, I think people make everything seem so big like I need 30 minutes, I need an hour. I don't always have in 30 minutes. I, I personally don't always have five, uh, an hour. I, I gotta get it where I fit in. So sometimes you know, as you know with kids, you know life can change and life can happen super quick. and you got to be able to pivot with that day and just taking that time out, I think really will be focused. And the five minutes, when you think about it, people say, I don't have five minutes, but I find we waste so much time that we say we don't have our five, but it's just that we're not taking it. If you can scroll on Instagram and you can give yourself five minutes to get your minds together. If you can uh, go and watch a TV show for 30, then you can give yourself five to really get your stuff together. I feel like that balance or at least attempting to create that balance works wonders. It really does.
1: I know. And how amazing is it that we would think that like sitting mindlessly in front of a TV for 30 minutes or an hour would be better than, you know, standing in the sun for five minutes or stretching for five minutes. But we're not really taught to take care of ourselves, toy, especially women with kids. We're taught to take care of our kids, our families, everyone, you know, our jobs, all the people there. And then, like, are you even on your own list a lot of days? No, you have to put yourself on your list. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. I am very, very particular about putting myself on the list. I put certain things that I need for myself on the calendar and I treat it just like a meeting. I treat it just like, you know, if I was paying a bill and I had a due date, I would treat myself in the same manner because by doing that I I can do all these other things I can be you know where I need to be with the kids I can do what I need to do for all these other areas that I have but I do treat myself now. I didn't always have that because in the beginning you know when I was first becoming a parent everybody was like the baby, the baby the baby and um I didn't have anything for me. I, my cup was completely depleted struggling. And so I had to learn, you know, sort of kind of like on on the job. And so I figured it out after some failures, you know, failures and just taking care of myself.
1: Exactly. And with my older kids who are in their 20s. Now, I was very much about like being the perfect mom being the perfect everything, you know, everywhere I was, I had to be perfect. And I never took care of myself. And when I think about how I parented them, I definitely was not at my best. You know, I I could see so many of the mistakes I made came from being tired, because I thought, I had to sacrifice myself and my time and I should not ever take time for myself, you know, and I feel like I'm such a better mother with my younger kids toy because I've learned like, you know what, Carrie, it's not the worst thing to take a bath for an hour because you're freaking out about to rip your hair out. This is time for you to take rest. You know, I used to actually always take a bath every night of my, of my life. I've done it. But toy, I used to do it at like one in the morning when all my kids were sleeping, like literally. And then I was exhausted the next day. So mm-hmm. the bath was great at the time. Night carry liked it, but morning carry hated it. But it was because <laughs> I, I should have just said to my kids, I'm going to take a bath at like eight o'clock. But I just never thought like that. I had to read them a book and I did da, 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 da. I'd be a perfect
0: mom. At you know? nighttime, we're singing with them kids become so crazy. And then it's like, why by the time they go down, you're frazzled. Like you... Then you go into recovery mode, right? At least that's what I did. I went to now I have to clean the kitchen. Now I have to put the living room back together. And now I have to pack these lunches or now I have to do these other things. And so you're really not letting certain things just kind of wait or put a pause on it because it's not going anywhere like if I didn't wash the dishes at this one second and I took some time for myself, they'll be there when I get back. But you know, in our minds like we got to get it done because a perfect mom cleans up after her kids right after they're done eating. And then she swoops in and and puts everything away and puts all the Tupperware back in the refrigerator. Like it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: And then even something as simple as like packing your kids lunch. So I was always like, I'm going to have my kids have their own lunch every day. They're going to be these healthy lunches. And when I look back, My kids would have been better off if I had just scrapped that and let them eat whatever food at the school because I was so much more stressed because I was always – like so structured, exactly what you said was my, the description of me. Mm-hmm. And, then, and you know what, on on top of self-love and like really taking time to take care of yourself, I think that as a woman, I've had to learn to forgive myself for the times, like you said, those failures you had. Mm-hmm. When I think about the failures I had with my older kids and how I wasn't a great mom in a lot of ways, even though I thought I was, I was more copying you know, my parents, my husband was copying his parents and it really, really hadn't given it a lot of thought I now have to forgive myself for not having been the mom I had because I always wanted to be the greatest mom better than any other mom, you know? So forgiveness is hard. What about you,
0: Toy? I was about to ask you that same question because um, even though my all my kids are about, about three or four years in between or two, three years between each other. And so, but I feel like with my oldest, I felt like she got the wrong end of the stick because it was through her that I learned that I need to go to therapy. It was through her that I learned like you're short and your patience is really like, not there. You just need to get a new new system in place. And so I felt like with the other subsequent two kids that came after her, especially now with the youngest, it's like, we're flowing way, way sooner, way a little five seconds easier than I did in the first one. So I had to get to the point and this took therapy for me to allow myself to forgive that first mom, right? That first mom that I saw in myself by which I wasn't where I needed to be with with all three of my kids, but specifically my oldest. And now that she's starting the process of going into high school, then I'm just like, okay, did all those things that I did in the beginning, will this now affect the fact that she now is becoming a free thinker and now she's realizing some things about life? Like, how will that affect her new journey? It's so
1: incredible, too, because once kids go to high school, they start taking, like, psychology, and then they start analyzing you. (laughs) I feel like she's
0: already starting now, so I'm like, really?
1: You know, like, oh, really? (laughs) And they love to find the narcissistic personality disorder as the first thing or, like, whatever, authoritarian parent, whatever they call it. Yes. And every time they say it to me, I'm like, you feel like you're kind of narcissistic yourself. You. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what's more narcissistic than a middle, like a teenager? <laughs> yes,
0: because they are out here running this house at this point. The first time one of my goes. kids said that
1: to me, I was thinking like, I literally just spent the last 20 years just taking care of the five of you. I'm not positive. I see it, you know? Right. But you know what? It is hard to forgive other versions of yourself or to accept, like, oh, some of the things they're saying do, do have tr- does have truth, because you didn't want to do that. But I feel a lot of tenderness more and more towards that, Carrie, because I do know I was always trying my best. Right. And in life, I think that that's important. And, um, I love that you even realize that you, a lot of people wouldn't even have realized they needed to go for therapy. You know, they would have been like, well, this is the way it is, you know? And for us, when our kids became teenagers, everyone's like, well, you know, crazy teenagers are. So it was easy for us to try to pretend it wasn't us, but, um, it's that dark moment of the soul. You look in the mirror and you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want my family like this. I don't want to be this human. So you have to make a change. And I find it very difficult to make change, even though I teach people how to change. And I've learned all these things my whole entire life. I've been studying this since I was a teenager, all of this, but it's a constant practice, I feel like, because you're human and you're sort of like peeling back the onion, peeling back the onion and constantly having to assess, is this who I want to be right now? Is this who I want to be? And if it's not, it's a hard road sometimes to to walk a path to become the person you want to become. It all boils down to mindset always, though, Toy.
0: It does. That's why I feel like it's always a daily thing. It's a, it's not something that you do when you're done. I think a lot of people, even with forgiveness or healing, we kind of figure like, oh, I've mastered it. You're... you're you are never going to be a master like of yourself. You're always ever open to change. And if you're not, that's when you start seeing yourself going left because you really have got to be open to change all the time and be open with the fact that when you change, sometimes that mirror, as much as we want to look out at everybody else, sometimes it points back to us and we're kind of stuck like figuring it, figuring this thing out.
1: That's something I realized recently. Every time I meet someone who annoys me, it's I've learned now that it's usually because there's some quality they have that I don't like but that I have to oh yes I
0: have (laughs) it I figured this out uh, like about a year ago and I was so fixated on like oh this person whether it was my spouse or best friend or whoever is and I'm like oh this person this this is it and then I sat back and I was like well hold up (laughs) actuality (laughs) it actually is you And you just need to go ahead and accept it and just put your hands up and receive it that this is you and you need to go ahead and make some changes that that's what boiled down to. Now, it wasn't easy because once you accept it, then you have no choice but to change it. But even in that, it's like I'm so used to doing something a certain way, so I don't want to change. I want this to be the way it is.
1: It's totally true. And it's very hard to face that mirror sometimes. But really, that's when you have the biggest changes. And the best advice I could always give anyone is to really have faith in the idea that if you have some thought or you have some long wish and like a a wish in your heart so i always had this dream oh i want to be an author i want to be an author but i never had any encouragement i even had teachers in high school tell me i was a terrible writer so i had a lot of um preconceived notions different ideas in my head about whether i could do that or not but it stayed with me my whole life toy and when i finally this year decided to do it I'm not saying I have everything perfected, but I definitely have the writing down now. You know, I didn't have the writing down a year and a half ago. Now I know I could write books. I'm positive. They're good. You know, now I need to learn how do you market them? How do you do this? How do you make courses? How do you do these other things? So if you have a yearning in your heart, it's because it's an unexpressed part of you that actually needs to be expressed. And especially if it's a little whispering, you've had your whole entire life and do what Toy and I said, start it on the side five minutes a day. I'm going to learn one thing about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn one thing and learn like what is the thing that a person who has that career or that quality, what do they look like? And copy them, copy them at first.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about as we end our episode about, you know, the holidays are coming. Self-care is very important to me. I always try to bring in some ideas from either the my guests, my themselves. So what are the things that you do for self care? And how are you going to p- prepare yourself mentally for the holidays?
1: Well, the first thing is, is as you plan for the holidays, decide how many social engagements you really want to have, and pick and choose wisely and learn to say the word no, I have trouble with this too. But it's so busy with the holidays. And I I've started to realize, thanks to the pandemic. So we usually have giant holidays at our house. I have an Italian family. My husband has a big Jewish family. So we have very big, we have all the holidays and we have giant holidays, but I have to decide, like for me, I want to focus on Thanksgiving, have a giant Thanksgiving, but I'm going to have a a more calm December. I'm not going to go to every single social event. I'm going to pick and choose what I want to go to and i'm going to say no. also, i'm preparing in advance, you know. my kids are getting older. i don't want to buy 10 million toys to have them under the christmas tree. <laughs> yes. so i prepared them. i'm like, look, tell me a few couple a couple of things you really want. And, you know, or we could take a trip, like, let's decide. But when you start having these conversations with your children, what your kids want is to have a fun holiday season and you stressed out is not fun. So how do you make it easier? So one way is learn to say no, to decide how many events you really want to go to. And then also find the time for that self-care, like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. whether it's a morning routine an evening routine an after lunch routine, you know, an evening routine, Figure out when can you find some time to take care of you. And remember, if you want to meditate, that's good. If you want to journal for it, if you want to do some stretching or exercise, it could be something different every day, but schedule time and have discipline. Like Toy said, put it in your calendar. And when you see it, actually do it. Take the five minutes for yourself.
0: Do not ignore the calendar do not ignore it. Just saying, Oh, I didn't get to it today. I'll get to it tomorrow. Um, if you add that mindset, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Then don't, then what you need to do is just stop right where you're at and do it then. Cause I feel like the tomorrows the tomorrows and tomorrows is another bank that adds to the frustration bank. And I feel like we have to do better at, at all of that. And I love, I absolutely love that. You said saying the word no, and I want to caution people too that not just the people in your house about their expectations about things that are happening, but the people that are outside of your house. People are going to want to, I know I get invited just for even the media things that I have to do Um, with my blog. I get invited to so many media events and I can't do them all. So also having expectations that when you're saying no, no without explanation, no without having to feel the guilt of, let me show you what's going on so you can feel why I can't go and then apologize for it. Don't do that. Just say, I don't have the capacity or no, I don't have the capacity or whatever the case may be, but do that because like you said, being miserable during the holidays is not where it's at. Even if you're by yourself being miserable because you've overextended yourself, you've overspent, you've overate, you got all these different things happening. Like cut back, cut back on all the things, cut back on how much you do for others, cut back on, you know, going to so many things. It's it's so imperative that you put some pauses and some stops.
1: I love that. And exactly notice what you're doing, pay attention to what you're doing and only do the things that really fill you with joy. The holiday season is about joy, spending time with family and friends, but only the people you want to.
0: <laughs> Remember, you need to say no to your family too. Yes. Please say no to your family. Everybody don't, Everybody has best intentions, but they don't always come out the right way. So exactly. no, to family is okay too.
1: And you know what? In your, in your family and in your friend circle, notice like, okay, this person, I feel down after hanging out with them. You're allowed to not hang out with them or you could limit the amount of time that you spend with them. That's another way to handle it. If you don't want to cut them off totally, which is what I would suggest.
0: And listen, that was last week's episode in case you needed the steps on how to break up with a friend we talked about that last week go ahead and listen to that and you'll get there (laughs) what are some ways that the people can find you reach you all the things where can they find your books i'm going to link listen i always say this every episode when a guest gives this information i will link it link it link it link it into the podcast episode. So go ahead and just get, click on it. It'll be clickable. Everything's clickable.
1: I love it. So I will um, tell you that you could find me on I am Carrie Fisher, K-E-R-R-Y-F-I-S-H-E-R on Instagram. And you could find my links there, but you could also find me at kerryfishercoaching.com. Um, really reach out to me on Instagram and I will give you the link for my book. It's on Amazon. It's called Tools for Extraordinary Living, the Snooze Button Sessions, and I'd love you to check it out and tell me what you think. And if you choose to do this, if you choose to wake up every day, hit your snooze button and start to do something healthy for yourself, then reach out to me and tell me. I'd love to hear success stories.
0: I love that. So again, I'm going to make sure everything is clickable because I want you to get the best value from these conversations. Listen, this is not about me at all. This isn't about Carrie. This is about us bringing to you some of the things that we've learned, those <laughs> those mountains of frustration, the bank of frustration that we've lived. And, and we're saying, hey, We tried something, and guess what? It brought tremendous value. And we hope that maybe something that you heard today was going to move you in some way. Maybe something was on your heart, and you were just like, How did I even end up on this podcast? I always tell you this you've not gotten here by accident. If you came to this podcast episode, it's because something that you needed in this episode was going to jumpstart something for your future and is going to jump something for your now. So I'm glad that you listened in, that you tuned in. Carrie, thank you for being such the most amazing guest because I want to bring you back for another episode because i just absolutely love 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 this um this discussion that we had today but to everyone else thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for listening to carrie and we hope that you have been empowered in some type of way and we hope that you are putting those five minutes in so that you can get the best out of your day and out of your whole life so what did you think that bank of frustration is real right those five minutes that we're gonna add into our day, either our snooze time in the morning or at nighttime with our nighttime routine, or that time where we take during the day, I keep telling you, you gotta put that interest back into yourself. You gotta put that energy right back into you. Because I'm telling you, whatever it is that you wanna create is there for you. It is there to help you. It's there to help you achieve all the things and all the goals. So I'm super grateful for you tuning in to this week's episode of Conversations with Toy. Now, for the drink of the day, we're just going to do some old school champagne. I'm in a celebratory type of frame mindset because we are going into the holiday. Uh, and I say holiday is the Halloween uh, weekend. Uh, weekend plans for this weekend is going to be doing all the holiday fun things. So that means we have a couple of uh, Halloween parties. You know, parties are back on, guys. You know, safely and all the things. But. We're gonna get super dressed up and have the most amazing time. So continue to do that. Make sure that whatever you do this weekend, especially when there are kids involved, check those kids' candy, check them. Don't let them babies listen. My parents did not play. My dad used to bring out the old school flashlight and he would check everything and he didn't care if we was crying or not. We had to wait until he checked that candy was not playing with us. Um, And now like I'm very vigilant about where I take my kids, what I do with them, I'm more into situations where it's more controlled, like parties with friends and family. That's my whole thing, I'm here for that. Maybe one year I'll try my hand at you know, actually planning a party. I don't really know, because sometimes I feel like, sometimes I like people because I'm always around people, and I'm around people for media events, and I'm doing new reviews of different restaurants, so I'm around people all the time. But then when I'm not doing that, I don't really know if I like people, to be honest with you. I love people from afar, I don't really know if I like people, especially people into my personal space. So I'm not sure. But my goal one day is to just go ahead and throw one Halloween party, make it super amazing. And then have everybody say, you doing this next year? And be like, nope, back to the drawing board, people. We're not doing this every year, but we'll see be safe, check the kids' candy for Halloween Parents, stay safe Listen, I get it, we're going to want to have our Halloween cocktails I'm not saying that I ain't going to be wanting to have a Halloween cocktail Because that's a lie I'm here to have a Halloween cocktail um, So I get it But let's just try to find a way to enjoy the weekend Rest and relax I, We have some plans as a family I cannot wait, I'm not telling you right now So don't even, don't text me If you know me personally, talk about where you're doing Where you going none nothing Uh, your business i will report back as a blog in a week or so about what we do because that's what i normally like to do i don't like to keep things fresh and right at the moment let me enjoy the moment first and then bring it back to you so i can inspire you to do the same for your you and your family or you and your loved one whatever you have And so that's what we're going to do. But the weekend is for candy, relaxation, and being safe. So do all three of those things. Write down your notes that you took today. Go over them. Find a way to put something into action five minutes per day. And even in the plans that you have for your life, the things that you want to do, do those. Find some time to do those. Listen, you ain't going to be able to sit there and say, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. The answer is you're not creating enough time, right? So I want you to create Create the time to be where you choose to be. So get your glass of champagne because I love when the bubbles touch my nose, right? And just celebrate. We will be back with you next week with another Conversations with Toy. We're about to be really definitive, especially around the holidays. Let me be able to say this, as any other podcaster, they may go over a bunch of different things. And I'm always going to talk about self-care. I'm always going to talk about mental health. I'm always going to talk about the ways that we can be better. And I hope that you find value in that. See you next week. And thank you for tuning in with Conversations with Toy.